hey. Morning. As we continue our study in Genesis this morning, um, this morning we're gonna actually um, get back into the life of Joseph. Uh, so we're gonna be looking at spending time in uh, Genesis chapter 37, if you have God's word, Genesis chapter 37. We're going to be looking at verses 12 through 28, and hopefully next week we can finish uh, with this chapter um, relating to Joseph. Then that following week, we will actually get on with the story about Judah and Tamar. Uh, but today, we're going to look at Genesis chapter 37, starting at verse 12. Now his brothers, talking about Joseph's brother, Joseph is the son of Jacob. Now his brothers went to the pasture, their flock, father's flock near Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, are not your brothers pasturing the flock at Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. He said to him, here I am. So he said to him, he said to him, go now, see if it is well with your brothers and with the flock. And check and, and bring me word, bring me word. So he sent him from the valley of Hebron, and he came to Shechem. And a man found him wandering in the field. And the man asked him, What are you seeking? I am seeking my brothers. He said, Tell me, please, where they are pastoring the flock. And the man said, They have gone away, for I've heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and he found a mad dolphin. Look at verse 18, everybody. They saw him from afar, and before he came near to them, they conspired against him to kill him. They said to one another, here come this dreamer. Come now, let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits. Then we will say that a fierce animal has devoured him. And we will see what will become of his dreams. But when Reuben heard it, he rescued him out of their hands, saying, let us not take his life. And Reuben said to them, shed no blood. Throw him into the pit here in the wilderness, but do not lay a hand on him, that he might rescue him out of their hands to restore him to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the robe of many colors that he wore, and they took him and, and threw him into a pit. The pit, was the pit was empty. There was no water in it. Look at verse 25. Then they sat down to eat, and looking up, they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead with their camels bearing gum, balm, and myrrh, and their way to carry it down to Egypt. Then Judah said to his brothers, what profit is it if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and let, it, let not our hands be upon him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers listened to him. Then the midnight traders passed by and they drew Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. 
They took Joseph to Egypt. We're going to stop right there this morning. Uh, let me pray for us in um, 12 through 28. Uh, let's see what the Lord has revealing to us this morning about these verses. Uh, let me pray for us. Father God, in heaven, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your word again. Lord, your word give life. So, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to allow us, Lord, to be attentive to your word. And let us learn, Lord, about you, about your glory. About what you have done, Lord, in, in, in the past, Lord, that um, all the things that took place, Lord, to bring about the Messiah. So, Lord, let us see your glory here today. Um, bless the worship. Uh, let me not distract your people with anything. But, Lord, let me point your people, Lord, right to your word. So, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to bless us at this time and help us at this time in your word. And, Lord, all of us in this room, Lord, has encountered jealousy before. So help us, Lord, know how to go forward and how to deal with it. And do it with it in a way, Lord, that honors you, Lord. So, Lord, we ask you, Lord, to bless us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, the, the goal of the text isn't, you know, we shouldn't be jealous. I know the title of the sermon is Joseph, Jealousy is Disruptive. Uh, a lot of times we can look at this and say, well, um, let's just make it topical just about jealousy. Jealousy is nothing but the result of a heart that is not satisfied in God. Again, if you don't hear everything else today, remember this right here. Jealousy is nothing but the result of a heart that's not satisfied in God. And a heart that is not satisfied in God would be anti-God, anti-Christ. And we'll try to hinder the Messiah and the promises of God from coming. Satan is involved with every type of sinful tactic to prevent the Christ from appearing in the past and present, whatever the case may be. So today's test is about jealousy, but it's not the main focus. The main focus is the heart of man continue to be used against the promise of God as being fulfilled by the Christ coming. But God would eventually use this terrible act of jealousy to turn around to be the redemptive plan of God. You guys know about jealousy with Judas, right? They learn about, you know, jealousy with Satan in the garden. When Adam and Eve was in the garden, Amen. Satan wanted to be as God. And not only that, now Adam and Eve wanted to be as God. The, the same root of this sin continued to come in that brings about us kind of one-up each other. They got this, I want to have this. They got this, I want to have this. The same type of spirit, even today, you might just say, no, I just like what they have. A lot of times, it's a deep-rooted issue there, and we might downplay it and just say, hey, I just want what they have. I like what they have. And nothing wrong with liking what somebody have you want. There's nothing wrong with that. But a lot of times, we try to downplay it in a way of it's just something that we really like, but now we actually have made an idol of it, or we have coveted it. Not that we just like it, that we just got to have what we feel like, right? And that's what we're going to see here today. A lot of that spirit plays a role in our text here today. So the title of Jealousy is Family is Disruptive. Jealousy is Disruptive. We're going to do it in three points here today. The first point is going to be a jealousy reject the kindness of others, 12 through 18. We're also going to deal with jealousy leads to get rid of any threat. Get rid of any threat. And last point we're going to deal with, the jealousy leads to taking advantage of people. 
So let's jump to point number one. Jealousy reject the kindness of others. Look back in verse 12. Now his brothers went to pasture the flock, I mean, pasture their father's flock near Shechem. We learned that Joseph was pasturing the flock in the past with the sons of Zilpah and Bilhah. Again, we are in Genesis chapter 37 in verse 12 right now. So Zilpah and Bilhah are the maidservants of Rachel and Leah. And so Joseph was out pasturing last week the flock with those sons. But now we hear today that now Leah's sons now appear and they are also our shepherds as well. Now they're passing the flock in a particular area as well. But Jacob wanted to know what his boys was up to. Leah boys, which is, you know, the first couple sons, Reuben, Judah, Levi, all those were the first couple sons of Leah. They was out passing the flock a little bit farther away in a place near Shechem. So the father wanted to know what was going on. The brothers out there, I went up to what was happening. And possibly Joseph could give him a nice report of what's happening or if they need anything. So Jacob sent Joseph out to check on the brothers to see if they need anything. Are y'all too hot? Well, they ain't got no other choice. They ain't had air conditioning then, so they, they was in bad shape. So what, what do they need right now? So Joseph is actually sent out by the father to see if they're taking care of business, if they need anything. So Joseph is to go look. So Joseph went out to go look for his brothers here in our text. Verse 15. And a man, as Joseph was going out to look for his brother, a man found him wandering in the field. And a man asked him, what are you seeking? I'm seeking my brothers, he said. Tell me, please, where they are passing the flock. And the man said, they have gone away, for I heard them say, let us go to Dothan. So Joseph went out to his brother and found them at Dothan. So the brother found him at Dothan. Remember that Hebron was south of Israel. So you see Arkansas is a map, right? Yeah. If you want to think about where it's cross it, cross it is actually at the southern part of Arkansas. And Israel, the southern part of Israel would be down at the Red Sea. Down at the place of, uh, I think it's Elot, that's southern. So a little bit farther north up, up above that south, say it is, say Monticello. I'm giving you guys areas, geographical area, areas. Monticello, Star City, would be the place of close to a place called Hebron. Palm Bluff would be considered Jerusalem. Okay? Above Palm Bluff would be Shechem. And above Shechem would be Dothan. That makes sense. So Jacob, the father, is down towards Hebron, towards Star City, ge uh, geographical areas. So with Dothan being about an hour drive, say hour, 20 minutes, 30 minutes north of Shechem. So with Palm Bluff beans, again, being Jerusalem, and you're looking at like Redfield beans, say Shechem, and right before you get to Little Rock would be Dothan. That's the distance they were at. With, with a flock. So they had cattle, sheep, and they would take the sheep way from Monticello all the way up to Little Rock, one big flock. They would walk them all the way up to pasture the land for them to eat food. 
So what does it mean? They had to be a big flock. And one thing about it, as an animal would graze the land, it wouldn't be any more grass for them to eat. As cattle and sheep would graze, after they eat in one plate, and you have a big flock like this, you would eat up the city of Palm Buffalo in no time. So what happened now is that they have eaten up this area, and so the sun's now taking a flock farther north for them to eat. And as they take them farther north, the grass towards Monticello and Croxton would actually have been grown back up. And they could bring them back down to eat again. And they would bring the flock. So they was far out passing the flock. And it's the time, again, they didn't have cell phones to know what the boards was up to. They didn't know they were selling the flock to somebody else. We didn't know. They didn't know what was going on with these boys. And so the father sends the son, Joseph, to go find them on this route to Shechem. And Jacob meets, I mean, Joseph meets this guy on the road and says, hey, I did meet your brothers in this flock. And they went on up to Dothan. So Joseph appears to them. He finally finds them in his heath flock. Not sure how close they were, but it seemed like they might have been at a distance, but the brothers recognized them. Is that Joseph? I mean, he's supposed to be right down and cross it doing Hebron. What is he doing way up here towards Little Rock? What's Joseph doing? So they spotted Joseph for, so I don't know how they spotted him, what I'm leaning on, how they spotted him, what the coat he had on the many colors. They was, must have had to see the coat from many colors to see him far distance away. So what did they do? They had a little time to whisper and conspire against him. They had time to talk. That's Joseph, y'all. So they plotted to, to get against Joseph. And the reason why they plotted against Joseph, we talked about last week, was that Joseph was given a jacket, a coat, a robe from his father. That Joe was going to be royal, right? He's going to have these dreams that Joseph was going to be the one that's going to be ruled over his family. Joseph was also a faithful son. You look in the scriptures, you don't hear any sin about Joseph. We know Joseph's sin, right? It don't have any sin about Joseph in the scriptures. Letting us know that Joseph is preparing us for the one that's going to come that's going to be better than him. Amen, amen. So Joseph actually is a forerunner of Christ. And so Joseph is the one that the father sees with high integrity. But the sons, the brothers, they didn't like it. So the brother uses the opportunity to plot. Family, what about us? We at times don't know who our enemies are. Sometimes we do. But there are people out there that are continually plotting against each and every one of us in this room right now. Example is this is Jesus' life. How Jesus lived life with him. Jesus pulled up at his crib every day. Matter of fact, Jesus went with him, walked around with him every single moment of his life. Jesus, Judas was right there within those three years when Judas started following, not every moment of his life. But within those three years of Jesus' ministry, Judas was right there with him. Judas is the one, and I think they need to quote this, the whole saying in the rap songs now about the bag they got it from judas judas the one that carried the bag Amen. and god gave judas the bag because god allowed judas to get the desires of his own heart the lord knew judas was a thief so so god gave him what his heart desired he gave him the bag to be a judgment on him and what happened judas plotted on jesus 
We are called to be a faithful friend to Jesus. But Judas was the opposite. So family, it is going to be some people that have to plot against us. Some people going to be envious of us. Some people are going to try these different things against us. We shouldn't go alone with those that are envious. One person says this about the brothers and Joseph. The brother devised a plot to kill that dreamer in order to prevent his dream from being fulfilled. Before, they plotted to kill many Shechemites and revenge for their sister. You remember we talked about how they slaughtered the people in Shechem. Now, by contrast, they plotted to kill their own brother. They killed the people in Shechem, that's when they killed their own brother. So family, they were so jealous of their brother. Instead of seeing and greeting their brother and coming, their brother coming in with a, to check on them, the brother to come in and give them kindness. Now they plot against their brother. Family, jealousy blinds us from those that might be around us to help us. Their brothers are so blind and pride. They're so jealous of their brother right now. They, are, they wanted to, to be the, get the favor from their father. They want the favor that Joseph has. Now they actually are blinded from the kindness of their brother towards them. So family, as those around us might plot against us, they're missing on the kindness from you. But on the other way around in this, family, when we are jealous of others, we can assume things of others and not appreciate the kindness of others. That's good. I don't think we're too far away from what's happening in the hearts of these brothers. If we don't watch our hearts, our hearts can blind us. And we are creating things in our head. They call them ad hominems, right? When you attack somebody your character, because you don't want, you, know, you want to, you don't have anything to say about them, right? So you start to, uh, starting to attack their, uh, attack their character. So family, jealousy, it reject others, it reject the kindness of others. So jealousy of the brothers didn't give time for the kindness to work out for us work out for them. And we're going to learn later on, and, and I'm going to jump the gun, we're going to learn later that Joseph is going to be the one that really saved them later. When they go into slavery in, in Israel, in Egypt, I mean, when they go into slavery in Egypt, Joseph is going to be the one that cared for his brothers and his father. So guess what happened? They reject the kindness here. Number two, we see jealousy does. Jealousy leads to get rid of any threat. 18 and 24. They saw him afar, and before he came near them, they conspired to kill him, like I just mentioned. They said to one another, here comes the dreamer. The brother have in mind of the dreams of Joseph. They said, here comes his dreamer. And it tells us now why the brothers are plotting against him, because he dreams. So this helps us better understand the hearts of the brother at this time. They are thinking about the dream that Joseph would say to, he's going to reign over his brothers. If we kill Joseph, he can't reign over us. Is his dream going to come through? True. So we're going to kill him to see if these dreams come true. So it said in verse 20, come now, let us kill him. This is the brothers saying this. 
They're probably against their own brother, right? Throw them in a pit, then kill them. Then see if a dream come true. The brother is so angered by the dreams. But I would say it's more than the dreams. The brothers aren't getting attention from their father like they would like. The brothers don't think little brothers should rule over them. So the dreams are exposing their hearts. I think of what jealousy do for all of us. It's not that that TV or that car, that house that somebody might have that I really wanted. Those things bring out what's already in our hearts. One person described jealousy in this way. Jealousy is feeling or showing envy of someone or their achievement advantages. Another source said, this is about jealousy, a seminary. It said covetousness. One source goes on to say this right here. The human form that jealousy is most closely related to is covetousness. God issued covenant as one of the Ten Commandments to Moses and the Israelites because he knew it would lead them to the dissatisfaction of disobedience. Exodus 2017, you shall not cover your neighbor's house. You should not cover your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant. His officers don't go anything that belongs to your neighbor. The person goes on and says this, jealousy is sinful if it leads us to rebel against God and to grieve him. And our human weaknesses, we, only, we often let jealousy fuel self-centered thinking and motivation. And it then often provokes us to words and action that goes against how the Lord commands us to live. So whether we are fostering jealousy towards someone else or provoking God to feel jealousy towards us by going astray, we are allowing sin to enter our lives. So brothers are jealous of Joseph's potential achievements. Family, is that something that we struggle with in this room? I would say we all do at some point of our lives or with certain things. We all have this that comes up. It raises his head up every now and then. Family, if so, jealousy is very destructive. It is treason against God and it does not love neighbor. It was first introduced in the garden with Adam and Eve. Eve wasn't content with what the God has given to her and Adam and gave her and Adam in the garden. They had God in the, in the garden. Why would they need anything else? They had God in the beautiful garden. They had God. But for them, it still wasn't enough. Think about it. That's what heaven going to be like. Everybody's like, I can't wait to get to heaven. We're going to be in heaven and we're going to have God forevermore. We're going to sing around the throne forevermore. That's what we're going to do for the rest of our lives and eternity. It's going to be God and forevermore. Adam and Eve had that in the garden and they still weren't satisfied. She wanted to be, she wanted something outside of God. She didn't want what God gave her in the garden himself. Well, she was okay to have that, but she wanted more. Remind me of my kids, you know, different kids. We give them different things and, and they're okay with it. Then later on, I came home and the kid that didn't get anything, 
I might bring them something home that might be bigger or better to the kids. And for them, what they had already, for them, they don't want it anymore. They want what this other child have, right? That comes from the fall. Amen. That's where it comes from. It's good. So we're jealous as believers. We're mocking, mocking God's provision of our lives. So you have what God wants you to have right now in your life. Dema, Alina, Rod, Michonne, you have exactly what God wants you to have in your life. If he wants you to have something else, I promise you he'll give it to you. What you have right now in this season of life, right? 2022, July the 24th. What you have right now, the spouse that you have right now, all the things you have right now, God has given to you right now. The friends that you have right now, he has given to you what he wants you to have right now. Are we content? If we're not content, we're going to look outside of God for something else, saying, God, you do not know what I need, and I'm lacking something. So what? I need to cover something else. That's good. That's the brothers did here. God wasn't enough for them. Think about what the brothers already received here. The brothers are going to receive the promises. They're going to receive the promises of God. The brother's going to receive the entire land of Israel, but it wasn't enough. The brother attention from the father what they wanted more. So what God had promised them wasn't enough. And now the heart is so envious and jealous. Now they kill their brother. Family, this is us. We might not kill anybody. Well, some of y'all, right? I don't know about all of y'all. But, but for the most part, deep down in is that Jealousy grows and grows and grows and it comes out in other areas. And it devours everything that it comes its way. I don't know if you guys ever had a water damage in your apartment or in your house before. If you ever seen water, it consumes over time. Water will consume anything. It gushes in. It takes, you know, if you ever see a water bottle, you pour it on the ground. And eventually, if there's no dip in the ground, the water's going to keep flowing and keep flowing until it finds somewhere to drain off it. Jealousy goes and goes and goes until something is destroyed around you. Then when whatever is destroyed around you, it's going to destroy something else. It'll keep destroying and keep destroying. And that's what we see here. And it's so bad that they want to kill one of their not only brother, one of the second to the youngest brother, chosen. It says in Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with a, a vigilance, for from it flows the spring of life. Protect your heart. The brothers didn't keep their heart. Now they are treating Joseph harshly. But listen to what else the heart does in the brothers. When Reuben heard it, he rescued him out of the hands, saying, let us not take his life, nor blood, uh, take his life. And Reuben said to them, shed no blood, throw him into the pit there in, in, here in the wilderness, but do not lay your hands on him, that he might rescue him out of their hand to restore it to the father. So when Joseph came to his brother, he, they stripped him of his robe, the robe of many colors that he wore, and they took him and threw him into the pit. The pit was empty, 
There was no water in it. I mean, Reuben, at least he said, hey, let's not kill him, throw him in the pit, I'm gonna get him out later. I mean, that was kind of Reuben to say, hey, to go against his brothers, keep him. First of all, Reuben should have already said, no, we ain't throwing him nowhere, that's our brother. So Reuben is not all the way off the hook. Unless Reuben is kind of outnumbered and he's trying to manipulate his brothers and everything to try to keep his brothers to safety. But you see that, that seemed like what it is. Like Reuben is really trying to protect his brother. But Reuben could have been a little more like, hey, we ain't gonna make this happen. That's our larger brother. He could have talked him out of all of it. It doesn't tell us he did that. But another thing we see here too, they stripped him of his robe. They stripped his robe off. The robe that his father made for him. The robe of many colors that he wore. And they took him and threw him to the pit. And the pit was, here. Pit, pit was empty with no water. Let's show you two again. You remember a couple weeks ago, we kind of mocked and laughed at Reuben or saying that he was terrible. We like, Reuben is horrible. Because you guys remember what Reuben did? Reuben was the one that went into the maidservant of Rachel's. So Reuben was the one, like, how can this be a believer going into the maidservant? Reuben is horrible, but now Reuben is seen as being heroic. That just shows you the life of the believer, isn't it? One minute the believer does something really silly and really crazy. The one minute the believer right here is exalted by the Lord. So Reuben, out of all the brothers, Reuben is the one that helps his brother. So the heart of Judas is now practically trying to get rid of everything that he could possibly get rid of. Get rid of Joseph. Let me get rid of Joseph and also get rid of the, coat, the robe. Last thing, point number three as we end. Jealousy leads to taking advantage of people. Then they sat down to eat, verse 25, and looking up, they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from the Gilead with their camels bearing gum, balm, and myrrh on their way and carried it down to Egypt. Then Judah said to his brothers, what profit is it if we kill our brother and conceal his blood, come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelite, and let not our hands be upon him. Now we see the non-promised people join in with the brothers. The Ishmaelites. You guys remember the Ishmaelites? Ishmaelites. It's Ishmael. Good job. Ishmael. Ishmael was the brother of Isaac. Ishmael didn't get the promises. Isaac get the promises. Now, Ishmael is now with the brothers. They have money, bomb, myrrh, gum, and all these different things you can get. So Joseph's brother Judah said this, hey man, if we're gonna get rid of them, at least we can make some money off this. Judah had to be black in the family. So Judah was like, hey, we got a profit out of this one right here. We can flip this and get something out of this. What did the brothers do? They asked to listen to Judah. Think about Judah too. What land is Jesus going to come from? Judah. Judah. So Judah, you would think that Jesus come from Joseph, the faithful one. Jesus come from a lineage of sinners. 
They thought this much about their brother that they are wanting to sell him for a materialistic gain. We saw this selfishness kind of plays it out throughout history as well. People wanted free labor in the past. You know, some people sold themselves to slavery, but some people were forced into slavery. They wanted free labor. And this is similar to what is happening with Joseph. Joseph was forced into this. And now we see that same spirit then is the same spirit that's flowing all into us today. We don't like somebody or we want somebody and we can't outdo somebody. We try to figure out a way to tarnish that person. We might not kill them right physically, but we might do some things to be able to tarnish their character. We might do things so we won't believe in that person anymore. Have you been like that before? Have you done that before? Somebody has something that somebody outdid you or had a better achievement than you, and you might look back at it and say, ah, they achieving and all that. They cheated on their exams. They did this. Well, you ain't gotta say all that. The reason why we say all those certain things, again, is because we want to destroy those around us to lift, elevate our own selves. And it goes on, they're gonna sell them to this much for 20 shekels of silver. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? What Jesus was sold with how many shekels? 30. They pretty much sacrificed their brother for money and gain and, 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 um, and a placement before the Father. So, brothers, take advantage of this. And sell them. Family jealousy now turns selling their brother into slavery. So, family, today, let us learn from this. Let us celebrate with those with major achievements around us. Because guess who gave them those achievements? It was the Lord. Guess who gave Jaquela her promotion? It was the Lord. Guess who gave Miss Sean her opportunity? It was the Lord. Guess who gave Alina a child? It's the Lord. It's the Lord doing. So somebody has something that you don't have, it's the Lord does it. And a lot of times the Lord can give it to them for their judgment. And a lot of times we're thinking that we sell, we, we, you know, hating and all this other thing. It tells us in Psalm thing 73, the Lord give the wicked people the desires of their hearts. As believers, to give us the desires of our hearts, which is the things in God. But also you give the wicked the desires. A lot of them want things in their heart. He give it to them. And for them to be judged and destroy themselves in it. So family, for those around us, let us celebrate with people around us. You're fine what you have. You are more than well cared for. So don't let jealousy linger. Look back at it and think about it. What do you have that you haven't received? It tells the Corinthians. Think about that. What did you have that you haven't received? Everything you have, you received it. If it's clothes on your back, it's his health. Everything you have, you have received it from the Lord. So let us be thankful for that.
Let's end with a few applications. Jealousy came from the fall. It affects every one of us in this room. It affects all of us in this room. But my question will be for you this morning. How are you dealing with it? How are you dealing with jealousy? Ask yourself that question right now. Since jealousy affects all of us in this room, somebody might be jealous towards you or you might be jealous towards something else. Some way, in some, some fashion, all of us have some jealousy that we encounter. So how are you dealing with it? Let me give a few ways to help you through it. Let me give a few ways. You can write these things down. Remember this, what I said earlier. You remember that you, you have exactly what God wants you to have in this season of life. He know you better than you know yourself. He know you better than you know yourself. Be okay with what he has for you. Be okay. Be honest with yourself. Another thing, be honest. If you're struggling with covenant with something else that somebody may have, be honest. Confess it to a brother and sister. Elena, confess it to Ja'Kayla. Ja'Kayla, confess it to Maya. Zoe and Rob, confess it to each other. If you struggle with jealousy, confess those things. Don't let the pride convince you that it's okay to hide the sin of jealousy in your heart. It's okay. It's not that bad. Confess it. That's how gangrene spreads, right? Gangrene spreads if you don't deal with it. So confess it to others. Another thing I would like to encourage you is memorize scriptures. Who likes Psalms 23? Some, anybody have Psalm 23 memorized? The Lord is my shepherd. Yeah, memorize Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I Why don't we have the one? Because he provides for us. He provides for us. Yeah. Makes a lot down the green pastures. Ecclesiastes 4.4. And, and as I saw that all the toys and all the achievements spring from one person envy of another, this too is meaningless and chasing after the wind. This is before Drake came out with the lyrics. This is way before Drake. This was 3,000 years before Drake was even born. 4,000 years before Drake came. Solomon tells us right here, a lot of folks live life just appeared to us one person envy of another people. I'm going to go to work that I'll do this person. I want the baddest chick, right? I'm, I'm going to do this. Everybody's trying to outdo each other. Some people say, all oh, the people going in the wind. That's what the word Ecclesiastes gets said. Vanity. It's like vapor, like smoke. You see smoke coming from a barbecue grill? You try to grab it. You look in your hand. What do you have in your hand? Nothing. Nothing. All the achievements of the world you think you're making right now, you look back at it, it's like vapor. So why try to compete with everybody else around you? Enjoy what God has given to you. You don't have to one up somebody beside you. Proverbs 14.30 A heart at peace give life to the body, but envy rots the bones. A heart at peace give life to the body. Isn't it so relaxing when you're at peace? When you go home to your wife, you go home to your husband, or you can call a friend up and be around family, and you're at peace. Isn't that a good thing? 
It's nothing that in the world is better than that. Don't let the world lie to you and say it's something that's better out there than you, than what you have when you come home. Romans 12, 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Don't try to outdo somebody with evil because they got something better than you. Do good. I like what you have. Tell them that you like what they have. And compliment them with those certain things. Galatians 5, 22, the fruits of the Spirit. But the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things. There is no law. Family, let's bear these fruits of the spirit. Jealousy is the opposite of kindness and gentleness and goodness and faithfulness. You can't do these fruits of the spirit when you're jealous. Philippians 2, 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather humility, value others above yourself. Don't try to do these things to try to one up. Do things in humility. Psalm 37, 1. Do not fret because of those who are evil or envious of those who do wrong. For like, for like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. The one in the land enjoy the safe pasture. Trust the Lord and do good. Enjoy what you have in the Lord. Last three here. Well, last one. James 3, 14 to 2, 16. But if you harbor bitter envy and self-ambition in your heart if you harvest that in if you keep that in your heart do not boast about it or deny the truth such wisdom does not come down from heaven but is earthly unspiritual and money for where you have envy and self-ambition there you find disorder and every evil practice so family let our hearts not be consumed with evil and enviness and jealousy but let's praise one another, encourage one another, be excited for one another, and not trying to downplay someone else's achievements. And somebody's achievements in the room might not be as somebody else. Demire might have a, 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 a PhD, and somebody here might have a trade. Let us celebrate each other. Let us celebrate the accomplishments. Let us do that and not try to one-up one another around us. But also, we can make obvious observation, right? You know, if somebody has went to school for 30 years and they made this major accomplishment and somebody else is just barely getting through and not even wanting to do it, and you can be able to see it is type of levels in a way of somebody working hard towards certain things and they're making accomplishments. And somebody's not working hard and making those accomplishments. We can still compliment one another and not downplay one another. Last thing I want to say, last thing right here. God made families, one person said this, God made families to be havens of love, righteousness and safety, but sin can twist them into dens of jealousy, hatred, murder, enslavement, lies, and great grief. If you or a friend come from a family like that, have hope. God can use the horrors of an evil family background to bring great blessings as the story of Joseph will reveal. Family, Regardless of those around you might be envy and jealous, maybe Lord can use you to be an example for your family, a testimony before your family, that the Lord is making things all new. Amen? Amen.
Let us pray, and I'm going to get Zoe and Rod to help out with the Lord's Supper.